Vinyl resurgence to us. Vinyl never left. Welcome in to the Vinyl Community Podcast. We call this surface noise. Thank you for joining us, Concert Buddy here. Joined by some familiar faces and a new face. We'll start with the new face, uh, Dave, over at the channel, My Own Devices Audio Channel. How are you doing today, sir? Thank you. I'm terrific. Thank you very much for letting me join this exclusive club. <laughs> well, I haven't cashed the check yet, Dave, so so we'll, we'll see how this one goes. <laughs> and then we were just having a, a friendly banter about who, who's got it hotter. So I'm going to vote for Jose Moreno. Sometimes Jose Moreno Ron, all the time. Jose Moreno Ron sweats yeah. and takes two showers a day. Jose, how are you doing? Good. Uh, just, just um, I want to ask Jason if he has AC where he is at. You know, Jose, if you need some help, just call Mazzy. He's got this for you. This is like a portable AC. Is it, is it hot outside and cold could inside? It, could it be? Who knows? Didn't he have like another one? He he showed another one. So he, he, he do you, do you need that one too? Yes, yes. All right, but, Jason, Jason must be favoriting these. Let me I don't get know if that's here. We get over. Hang on. This is like the tower, right? The tower. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that shit doesn't even work. I think I don't know. It's probably probably doesn't. If it's all about the music. It's also about what kind of fans you got. Hey, listen, I love air conditioning. I don't know if I could have lived at any other time without air conditioning, so I can appreciate that. And needless to say, Jason Rojas, 107, was that what you were showing earlier? A little warm, a little warm for you down there? Yeah, I was just trying yeah. to brag to you guys how hot it was here. <laughs> Wait, I, I don't know Fahrenheit. Somebody, or I don't know how no, much. 40, 42 Celsius for you. Oh, oh see, 42. here he goes. Hang on. Now, we, now we're getting oh, into no, the look, territory. Right now it's 34 here. Oh, that's pretty I don't know. I don't know what's worse, showing off records or showing off our uh, our temperatures. It's actually very comfortable right now. So seventy three can't. Well, Arnaldo, I think you win the temperature game. Congratulations, Arnaldo at Fidelius underscore frequency. How's it feel to be so chill? (laughs) Well, Dave's pretty chill too. Seventy eight. That's actually pretty good. Oh, seventy eight. Okay. All right, now I've got to pull mine out. This is the story of my life. I wait, I wait, I wait. Let's see what we got here in St. Louis. Hold up. Boom, boom, boom. 76. So, Arnaldo, I think you win the door prize. What's mine mine in uh, Fahrenheit? I don't know. Oh, that's math. You you have to click on the little I button. That's how you switch, Jose. Double it 30. Double it 30. All right, You're about so, like 94, 93, Jose. All right. All right. You, you go down here where the three dots are. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hell of a show is to start, guys. Go to the bot- Wait, hold on a second. Oh, here it Next is. Next movie, talking about record cleaning. You click on the three dots <laughs> and you change it to Fahrenheit. Surfactant right. or temperature control, you decide. Oh, 90, 90, 93. Where am I? 90, 93. Uh, Delightful. And permanent records is putting those out. Right. Those are real degrees. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys in the yeah, really, uh, really hot temperature. Freedom. freedom do you, do you try to keep the room temperature where your records are at a good, acceptable temperature? I'm, I'm personally not that anal, but I just know if I'm uncomfortable, my records oh. are uncomfortable. I, they probably don't sweat as much as I do, but I'd like to be sensitive. And I'd like to also avoid warping or, or any of that kind of stuff. What about uh, you, Jason? 
Are you ever concerned at a, in 107 and Jose at 110, whatever you are? It's nice and cool here. Like I, I have like limits, you know, like it can't get too hot. You know, I, I've seen records like Warp. I've seen it, you know. You know, I don't own any Warp records. So you probably guess, you can guess why. They, they flatting out from these horrible climbing, you know. It, it does happen. I do have records that I know that they were Warp. And they are not longer in warp, you know, so, you know. All right. So some interesting times here in the vinyl community. And Jason's laughing, but Jason came up with this one. So, Jason, I'm going to lead off with you. We talked about or we're going to talk about the reign of terror, influencers and FOMO and the influence of large vinyl community channels. Wait, no, no, no. Let me get one of the records out, and then I'll start. All right, all right, all right. All right. Well, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll set, I'll set the table here. He was prepared, but not enough. He wasn't prepared enough. He wasn't prepared yes. enough. But we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. So, I don't know about you guys, but I've fallen prey to this one, and I can even say that in some recent titles, <coughs> Pretzel Logic UHQR, <coughs> that um, there are some purchases that maybe, in retrospect, probably could have done without. And sometimes that's the element of FOMO that kind of sinks its teeth. Oh, oh look, there it is. There he is. On cue. On shrink. It, uh, yep, UHQR, Pretzel Logic. So, so what you're telling me is yay or nay? If you look at this cover, what's going on here? He's selling you these hot pretzels. What I'm holding in my hand is not a hot pretzel. Okay? It's not. It's a hot so, dookie? Is that what you're telling me? It seems like the highs were rolled off, okay? That was an executive decision, perhaps. <laughs> is it a I hot dookie? I don't think so. I mean, I think if you love Steely Dan, like, this is cool, but is it great? I don't I don't know. I don't think so, in my opinion, no. You know, you know I, I pay five bucks for my copy. That's a good one. Yes. I knew it. Knew it. Well, I mean, that's that's not my UHQR, but my. It's not a UHQR. I mean, you don't get the wonderful box. You don't get the supplemental. Okay. Is there a booklet in that one, Jason? I don't remember. Mine's downstairs. Do you, was there a booklet? Because the booklet is important. It's, it's yes. high value, high gloss, virgin, virgin paper. And then does, it the have, two, does it have an essay from uh, Donald Fagan? Yes, and you're forgetting about the 2022 catalog. You beat me to the punch. You beat me. I was trying to be a good host. Arnaldo was going to ask a question, but yes, the 2022 Cal. Yeah, yeah. Jason, please show this for the folks watching this. This this is the most coveted piece. Just in case. Just in case. How many? How many of that? Those bastards do they? Th you think they pressed the? Uh, answer is too many, Jose. The answer is too many, and usually. In my experience, if you have something that's dated like this, you just scrap it. It's a, Arnaldo can attest to this. This is a write-off. You, you have a certain budget. You have, you have stuff. You just want to scrap it. It's called E&O. You know, you know, they have a lot of different terms, different industries. But, but long story short, you budget to get rid of dated materials. And fortunate for us, we, we still get the 2022 inserts. Yes. But how many, well, here's, the th here's why. How many of those are still in print or still available? <laughs> that's actually that's very fair that's that's a very fair call out well they haven't they haven't released anything worth mentioning i guess besides the um john gold train record so well, we'll get, let's, jose we'll get to that one but back, back to the topic and dave dave have you been subject to 
making a conversion, a purchase of some sort, record or otherwise, even gear. I know you're into gear. Uh, that's related to FOMO or influence or even a VC channel recommended it that you're like, you know what, I'm going to step over that conversion line and bring it home. I follow quite a few VC uh, YouTube channels and I, I've several times I felt slight urges to, to buy stuff, but I've just been able to resist jumping on the bandwagon with the with the cars one everyone was talking about a while back and the and the coal train and the uh and all these steely dan reissues i've got nice original copies of all the of most all these albums that i'm very happy with i've got a quadraphonic and a second pressing of pretzel logic that i think sounds just great and i only spent probably 10 15 bucks on each one and so I have not bought a single UHQR album at all. I haven't, I won't, I, I don't feel any, I feel pressured sometimes, but I, I don't give into it. I just. More power to you, Dave. I mean, I, I, I can appreciate that because I've, I've taken the other approach. Oh, man, oh here we go. Jason, Jason you got all you the props. Give in. You must give in to now, which UHQR Miles Davis is that the 33 or the 45 selection, sir? 45. <laughs> I like how you still kept them in shrink. I mean, that, that's not, that's no easy task. I know. I have all of mine in shrink. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, Jason, you know that you can get rid of that and buy the vital storage solution one. Wow. That's a, wow. Arnaldo, what a, a tremendous idea. And you know what, if you want to save, where's the coupon? If you want to save 10% right now, you can just go on their website and put concert buddy, B-U-D-D-I-E, no space, get you 10% off. Or VCP10, Vinyl Community Podcast 10. Thank you, Arnaldo. You set me up. That was like a that was like a Dwayne Wade, LeBron James alley-oop. Thank you so much for that. That that sounds like a plan for me. Right? Then, there, then there's another special code that I'll tell you off screen where you can get them actually for free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you can try. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. So Jose, you you uh still are able to source records for five dollars at uh places, nefarious places, some called yeah. Goodwill, some uh I don't even know if we can say on the air. Hell yeah. Have, have you fallen prey to the influencer, the FOMO, or the larger vinyl community channels that to say you've got to get this and you bought it sight unseen shaking no. your head no tell tell me about it no uh to be honest um uh, uh i really don't i never really care what other people <laughs> suggest me buying <laughs> but what i normally do it's because it's i'm I, you know i have different music tastes and to be honest i would say like 60 to 70 percent of the music that i buy it's in Spanish or sure. it's Prague or it's weird stuff. And that it's like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I, I keep fairly track of what's uh, being um, released. Uh, so if I'm not interested, I don't, I don't get it, but no, really, to be honest, I, you know, I haven't um, gone out of my way to get it because somebody else uh, suggested it's something different when somebody suggests an album, but when somebody says you should get this, I, I think a little bit about it. I don't know. Well, I think there, I think there comes a certain responsibility when you do this. And I know, and I'm not talking about subscriber counts. I'm just saying in general, when you're putting yourself out into the 
developmental community. I think there is a certain degree of responsibility to not be reckless, to be informative, but also that's why I'm very reluctant to do shootouts. I'll do more of like first impressions because I think that's to me. That I like. I I feel that's more authentic because you don't want to go down the rabbit hole of the the Hoffman forums of, you know, well, what kind of gear do you have? I mean, because it can get real sideways real quick. To me, that's not what it's about. It's about how I perceive the music and how I feel the music. And so that's why I'm very careful of my wording on that stuff and say impressions or the reviews. There's people who do great shootouts. David Bianco does a real nice job with what he does. Some people do really nice reviews. Fantana or the guy with like 80 million subs. There's people who do that stuff. Check them out. But that's never been my bag because I do feel there is a certain degree of responsibility. Arnaldo, what do you say? Have you ever fallen prey to those late night urges? I mean, I'm borrowing Dave's word, urges to – to buy something sight unseen just based on FOMO or influence from a, a vinyl community channel channel. Excuse me. Well, um, probably let's break it down. You have influencers, FOMO and vinyl community opinions, right? Um, at the beginning uh, of my, you know, during the pandemic phase where everyone didn't have time. And that's kind of like when I started getting into like this VC, I want to say possibly, the influencers caught my attention first. And, and let's define like influencers. Who would you say is this? The big channels. Let's call them the big channels. Okay. Um, Who's the biggest are, channel? Are, are the big channels here? I don't want to put someone above someone else. So I'm not going to name names. Vinylize? Oh, I'm sorry. There were, there were certain <laughs> channels that I was you know, following at the beginning. Too many records. Right. Where, do you have too many records? <laughs> no, no, never too many. Are you in the groove? Is is that um, a good way to say? Are um, these pieces of vinyl? Oh. <laughs> All right, let them speak. Let them speak. Are they double forty-five or thirty? <laughs> so, yeah, ch- channel thirty-three. Right. So, um, so yeah, probably initially I was looking for some guidance, also because. I was like, okay, um, Wait, I want to buy this record. Let me see if there's any review about it. Breaking news. You can get a per, and permanent records right now. You can get a, a, a pretzel logic for 20 bucks. <laughs> Jose, probably- I think you melted your internet with that one, Jose. What happened? <laughs> no, it's the heat. It's the heat the shit. That wouldn't have happened to Rodney Dangerfield. I'm just saying. You know how many Rodney Dangerfield records you can buy from? For that UHQR, a landfill full of Rodney Dangerfield records. I'm just guessing. Yeah, my my internet is shit right now. <laughs> I mean, to me, buying stuff online is not fun. It's not fun to me. The fun um, is going to to record fairs and stores. I just drove from Florida, Rhode Island to Rhode Island this summer, and I stopped at maybe 30 record stores along the way. I Did you have them out? My first stop was Noble Records, and I bought a few albums there. I met I met Dylan briefly. I went up through uh, Maryland. I went to um, Hub City Vinyl, which is an amazing uh, record store in, um, in, uh, in Maryland. I went up to Princeton, and I went to Princeton Record Exchange. I went to Factory Records in Dover, New Jersey. I went to some great ones in Providence, in Connecticut, and Massachusetts, I hit, and that was so much fun. It was so um, much fun. And I just mean, going on Amazon or, or Acoustic Sounds and ordering a record online to me is 
spoils a lot of the fun. I mean, when you, when, I don't live in the United States, so most of the times when I go and look for records, you know, I get what I want, but uh, for stuff uh, from, you know, reissues and stuff like that or rare stuff, I have to buy it online, you know, because I'm not going to just get some wild record over here. Uh, I mean, I have. Hang on a second. Yeah. Wild record. Jose, I thought that's your middle. That's your fifth name. Jose Moreno, Ron, wild record. Come on now. (laughs) It is. But, you know, uh, I I don't mind buying when I, you know, when I go to the United States, I I always um, try to buy most of the things that I know that I can buy online. But uh, I don't mind ordering online. I mean, Discogs is not the greatest entertainment but uh, I mean, know, I don't, I don't mind from, buying buying new records online um, yeah. as long as I, they're they arrive in one piece. Um, also, yeah, and also sometimes online, I like that if it comes scratch or damage or whatever, I can have a little guarantee that I might get another copy or you know, and that's something that I in, I enjoy when I have to like, buy a record and. Yeah. It, I take it out as warp, and I'm already over here. You know. Well, I don't say I don't. Sorry, I don't say I never buy records online. I just got a birthday gift card from fifty bucks at Amazon, so I bought records with it. But it's, but no, I totally I totally understand what you're saying, Dave. I enjoy flipping through, especially if it's a new store, a store I haven't been yeah. to. I enjoy flipping through the bins and seeing what I could find because when it comes to used records there's nothing better than seeing the record in person and if they have a listening station also listening to it Uh, i've been using the listening stations quite a bit and records that before in certain stores i would just visually inspect and say oh they look okay Um, when i brought them to the turntable and i listened to them i was like "Uh, in this condition it's not worth this price and i just put it back Um, so Yes, I do totally appreciate the retail, you know, the physical retail space yeah. um, when it comes to used records. But like Jose said, you buy a new record, um, and we're not going to say which online retailer, you know, chances are if you have, if you, if it's defective and if you have a problem with it, you can send it back. Yeah. And, plus, and I appreciate plus it. I'm going to say the ugly, I'm going to say the ugly part out loud. You can get some great deals on new records online. It's easier to shop, to, easier to do price comparison. But Dave, point taken. I, I, I've tried to, in this year, make a more conscious effort to not pull those triggers so much on Discogs and a lot of the used stuff. I'm still looking. Don't get it twisted. I'm yep. still going to my plaid rooms, Dusties, all that stuff. But in terms of converting and actually saying, do I really need this? Or like I was just telling Arnaldo, like I picked up, I'm probably get some some laughs at this. My first like Smith's record, right? Because when I see them at, at the fairs and all that kind of stuff, they're usually priced where I'm not really comfortable. But I've kind of accepted the reality of what the price points are. So now I'm kind of looking for top copy. So, anywho, all yeah, right. Well, there, I would say that, if, for example, I buy a lot from Permanent Records. They have a good uh, yeah Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's Instagram. Lance. Yep. And uh, the reason that I do it is because I can actually see the copy that I'm buying. And they normally, um, if it says VG plus, it's probably a near mint. Like they, they undergrade, yeah, undergrade or whatever. And uh, I appreciate that. And so, you know, and they have good pricings. For example, I, I just bought a record that I normally see around uh, 
35 40 50 dollars on discogs plus shipping from the uk and they had it for 30 bucks you know and shipping is six bucks for whatever much records so you know sometimes i appreciate uh six bucks that. but that's to your that's to your like hub <laughs> that's yeah, yeah i guess but uh, you know <laughs> yeah but that's better than paying um $25 for shipping. From oh, yeah. No, I totally get it. Yeah. Hey, hey, side note, Jose, what do you think about permanent records? They're a mailer. I just, I actually just did an order with them a week ago, or right. two weeks ago. Yeah. And their mailer is actually a very nice. It's a very slim, unless I, unless it's new or it's um, you know, one off, because it's, it's got the, uh, the doll, the, what I'll call the shark fin. Same thing, same kind of premise that, Ingroove uses acoustic sounds uses, but it's 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 a smaller piece. It's a smaller called flume size right. than uh, than the other guys use. And I was actually pretty impressed. I mean, again, it was like a twenty dollars record, not not a lot, but yeah. I mean, for a small shop to actually put that thought exactly kind of what you're talking about, undergrading. Yeah, very very diligent about the social media posts. I'm not trying to like add more competition to the mix, yeah. to be honest with you. But I want to rep Lance and what, and he's also the one who does, they do the, uh, the Brown acid series. The too. Brown acid series. So, but, yeah. I mean, really good I shot mean, from my experience. Again, since we're on the topic of the mailers. Oh, hang on. What we got here? What is that? I guess Rhino is still using shitty mailers. This is oh. what they got their Van Morrison. Ah. All right. <laughs> oh, we're going to change. We're going to upgrade. We're going to definitely look into that. And, yeah, and yeah, they person, looked into it, but they had already ordered 50,000 uh, boxes. And, and this person's rant is just like out of this world. Basically, he's like, I'm you get no answer from Rhino customer service because there isn't one. That's he right. ended up calling the Rhino offices asking, <laughs> can I talk to someone in customer service? And they told him, good question. Um, <laughs> and then he's now he's now resorting to disputing it with his credit card company. It's unacceptable, though. It is, it, it's it, unacceptable. It, it's unacceptable, period. But really now when you're charging premium product at a premium price, there's a premium expectation. I'm going to put that on a T-shirt one of these days. But for real, you would have thought they would have learned after the cars fiasco. I mean, we were going, folks, we were going to Canada. We were buying from Canada to get better packed records. That, that's why – and part of it's the title. I don't want to get off subject. But the Van Morrison, like the new titles they just announced, I'm just eh, kind of underwhelming. Jose, Jose, you probably have an original right there, huh? No, this is this is not original, but uh, this is a later press. But uh, I like which is, which is still probably a Kevin Gray cut, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's people are saying that he already cut that record once, Kevin Gray. Yeah, I, I don't. This this copy that I have sounds pretty good. I don't. I don't. I'm not. That that's what I said about. Um, you know, I got a copy of that uh, Waltz for Devi, and it was an OJC as well. I got it for like fifteen bucks new. And and I I know I ABA with a friend that got the Rhino and it's it's just a minor thing. I I don't have to buy duplicates of anything, but um you know I I, I just think again I don't know why they're releasing the like the the safest stuff right now, but they are safer stuff. Like for example, if you put out the Black Sabbath five thousand, they'll be gone in one sure. day. If you put out the replacements or, um, you know, whatever, even what, what Rhino has, um, Fleetwood Mac, right? Or that sounds right. Yeah, they, they've got something yeah. like because they just did the Stevie box. Yeah. yeah. So do something like a Belladonna, 
uh, all analog, even something like that would go extremely fast. Well, Vinyl me, please just that. cars. I, I I don't like the cars, but uh, but uh, so I'm I'm not biased. On well, that. Jose, let's come back to that one because I think I don't know if we'll get to it here in the, in right, the first right. hour. But but no, the, the uninspired choices. Jason and I we just did that Coltrane live stream and yeah, kind no, of, I saw kind it. of was part kind of was part of that whole thought process. We'll come back there. All right, topic number two, and this is kind of related to what we're talking about in the sense of. You hear a lot, especially with the UHQR and and, and uh, audiophile and all those kind of buzzwords. The hunt for the best pressing is this a good thing, a bad thing, or who cares? Arnaldo, we'll kick it out with you. What what is your thought about? I guess in a way, and we'll kind of get into having multiple copies. But do you have a top copy? Do you have a like you said before? You have some sealed records. Like, what is your thought process? Is it well? It it depends. Um, I have a lot of originals. And unless a reissue um, sounds so much better, uh, I'm not going to seek it out. And then there's records that I never got a chance to buy because I probably bought them during the CD era and I didn't, you know, I wasn't buying vinyl at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, There's times when up until like maybe three, four years ago, I was buying the recent remaster or reissue now i'm being a little bit more i'm trying to do a bit more uh research and make an informed decision so i do look at forums ask around people in the vinyl community hey what do you think about that um is that a good pressing um so i do my research uh for the albums that i love i do have multiple copies uh searching for the one that sounds the best Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't do that for every single one. Uh, and if I do come across something that, if I do come across something that I purchased and it sounds better than the original copy I have, I'm not going to keep the the other copy. I may sell it off. Not when I say original, the first copy that I bought, which could be an original or. I tend to not sell originals anyway, even if I bought sure. a copy. But if I bought a reissue and then I buy another reissue that sounds better, then I'll get rid of the reissue. Dave, so what I, say I, you? Do you are, are you the type of collector that it, this is part of your collecting approach that you, you do certain titles? Or is that just holistically you're always looking for the best pressing? Sadly, yes. Okay. <laughs> I A few months, maybe a year ago or so, I got – I fell down a rabbit hole on this album. Oh, let's make you big. Right. So, so you got so you got Diamond Dogs by Diamond Bowie. Dogs. Oh, now flip it right over before you even say another word. Oh well, you got the record behind. Is is it is it the one people are looking for? The one with the, uh, the one oh, no. no no, it's nothing. Have the gender. okay. All right, just ask. I had to ask. Yeah, I'm not even sure that's real. I mean, I know they printed them out. I know they hit, hit some covers, but I'm I read somewhere that. They didn't ever put vinyl inside those covers. They never actually released them, and people. I, I've, I've seen them. I've seen a couple of those in um, uh, record fairs. Right, but this is. Uh, would you consider the one you have right there a top copy, Dave? Or this is the first one I bought, and this is a. You see the Best Buy on it. Yep, yep. This is from 1980. Now the album came out in '74, and it's the Black Label RCA, right? Mm-hmm. That's not the Gatefold, right? No, not the Gatefold. So that's a best price. I, I probably picked it up for 10, 15 bucks, right? And it sounds very good. And then I said, you know what? I need to get the original. So I was at a record fair a few months ago and got a 
original from 74. Is go. that a U.S.? U.S. And they sound exactly the same. <laughs> really? And I'm looking, and one thing I reason is that they're mu it's a muddy sounding record. It is not, it is just a kind of dull, kind of muddy sound to it. And I was just like, I gotta, it's gotta be a better copy out there somewhere. And I read the Dead Wax, and it's basically the same thing with the old uh, thing scratched out and a new number. Right on. Oh, I was wow. 1980. Uh, the 1981, sorry, is scratched out. Same dead wax as this one. So they're, they use the same, you know, metal, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So they're exactly the same. So then I said, how about if I get. <laughs> Here we go. The, the 180 gram reissue with the genitals intact. Yes. Restored. <laughs> Cross that off your bingo card. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> That's some nice balls. There you go. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I just see the tip there. That's All right. This sounds worse. Uh-oh. Oh. You're telling me the 180 gram didn't make one lick of difference. It was worse. Uh -huh. It actually, on the song Diamond Nose, sound, you know that sound when somebody's like messing with a microphone and it rumbles? Yes. It, it, it picked up some of that in this. It's like he's handling the microphone, and it's and it, and it you can hear rumbling. Of a very low frequency rumbling oh, times during wow. the song. It's very weird. But this is the by, by far the worst one. Now people say that the in the British version is the best one, but I think they're a little pricey. I haven't got a hold of one of those. Maybe I'll just stick with what I got and um, and uh, move on and move on. I mean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play Dave Devil's Advocate. I'm still sensing you're still looking for the top copy on that one. Is that if I, listen? If I can find a reasonably priced British import first pressing, I would consider it. But it's one of my favorite Bowie albums, and it's kind of underrated. Everyone just talks about Ziggy Stardust and Hunky Dory. No one. No, oh, I, I Diamond Dog is one of my favorite. People don't talk much about Aladdin Sane or Pinups or um, or this album, um, but. Uh, it's a terrific album. It's one of the first, I think it's the first Bowie album I ever bought back when I was a teenager. But um, I just, it's a terrific album, but uh, it just sounds very lackluster. You just have to, you know, you don't buy it for, you know, for its sound quality. You just buy it for the awesome, you know, songs. and For sure, for sure. But yeah, I went down the rabbit hole. I feel like I have a few other examples, but um, uh, I often will buy... If I, I'll buy the reissue if I can't find the original, and then eventually I find the reissue. Like, I bought, I bought the reissue of New Order's Low Life. Sounds fine, but then I found a, 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 a original. It sounds better. So, you know, it's more dynamic. It's louder. The bass isn't as deep as the as the reissue. The reissue's got better bass, but the other one, the, the original from '85. Is uh, much more dynamic and you know and exciting to listen to. But uh, anyway, it's I'll do that, and I still hold on to both. I know I know Arnaldo says he often if he he'll just get rid of the one that he you know that the reissue. Well, I I originally got the Joy Division on Lone Pleasures, the remasters, which actually sound very good. That's what I got. I just picked that up. Then I happened to pick up an original copy, and I could tell the difference. Have I sold that yeah, one yet? No, I have not because it, it sounds good. You sure know, it, it could be a player copy, and I'll cherish my original. So, I, I, my Amazon gift card bought that one. There you go. There you go. It was how much was it? Twenty six bucks or something. 
And they did a great job. Even the, the yeah. cover is textured, you know? Yeah, it's got the textured cover. Yeah, that's so. great. Well, J- Jason, why don't you weigh in here? Uh, explain your, your your methodology, your approach. Are you are you leading, looking always for the, for the top copy, or are you looking sometimes for – Copies that you know are going to sound like uh, like buttholes, and that you know it's well, just more of the allure of limited or story or whatever. How, how do you? How does your focus come into view? I'm just very curious, you know, because like you know, let's take this one for example, right? This is a very infamous record. And what what record is that? Can you explain what, for the folks? Hey, what's that album? What album uh, is that? You know, it's made it's by these guys from or? England. They never made it, you know, and this is like why. So this is Sergeant Peppers. I have to discuss the, the, viewing, the, the viewing audience at home. Is that Frank Zappa? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, that's for only for the money, right? Yes. So the thing is, if you want the best copy, you have to go to Abbey Road to the tape, right? You have to go to the tape ball, and you have to go in there, and you just have to get it, okay? So this is the true, you know, best sounding when you get the tape, okay? It's like you're showing off now. You get, you, did you get that from Framer? Framer? You got Fremer. Fremer had it in his. This vault. is this is Fremer Junior. You're talking to Jose. Let's get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so no, this, is the, this is the 50th anniversary CD version. Does it sound good? Huh? No, I just got it today, and I don't have a CD player. There you go. But you bought a you bought a, a CD box in. Yeah, I got a good deal for it, like 60 bucks. It's great. That's like yeah, an amazing that. it's, a good, it, it's a good sounding record. Man. Yeah. No yeah. one like my joke. You know, you have to go to the tape source. Man, this is a tough, <laughs> tough Thursday. Jeez. But then you got to buy a real. Well, ori- originally, it did come from the tape. Right? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't recorded. It wasn't recorded on a drive. It was recorded on a tape. So originally, everything came from a tape if it was. All right, Chance, you can make me small. The joke is over, man. <laughs> Listen, don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. Wait. Jason's trying out new material this evening, guys. Come on now. Matthew yeah. left. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was in a car crash earlier. He, there was some uh, line. Yeah, he I was, didn't even know what he was saying. So I'm glad he's. St- I'm glad Norman, you're still with us. He was having a stroke. He. he, he, he <laughs> <laughs> so, but to circle back, so Jason, so. I know you're making a joke of it, but where, how do you how do you lean into? Are you always looking for top copy first, or does it really case by case? I mean, how, how do you approach that? I'm just more curious. So if I can find the original, and again, like I'm uh, just want to compare them, you know, um, Dave, for example, like those Bowies, like when I started getting into like Country of Origin, and you know, sometimes Country of Origin is not always going to be you know, right. work, you know, sometimes there may be a better pressing. Um, but I bought all the David Bowie's, you know, and uh, compared them, like, especially like the one you don't care for, the Ziggy Stardust, right? When I compared the UK, to like the US, that was like earth shattering, like how yeah. good it was, like, so much better than the US. Like, I, I was kind of like, why? What the hell happened here? Did they not give them the same plate or something? What's going on? And then I went down that rabbit hole hard, you know. Um, but chance, I'm not looking for the best. I just very curious, you know. And okay. if I can uh, afford it to buy the copy, you know, either an OG or you know somewhere second press, you know, I'll do it. You know. So, side question um, in this vein, and put you guys on the spot: What is the most copies of one record 
top of mind, you can be, you can generalize. We're not going to audit you that you have of one particular title. No judgment. This, this uh, is a ju- it's like a planet fitness this is a judgment free zone. I have, I have 10 copies of uh, Polygon Wonderland by King Gizzard and the Lister Wizard. Man, Jose, you d- no hesitation. You just pulled that right from the holster and whipped it out. Good for you. Yeah, and I have one in cassette as well and one on uh, A track. So, you can and is that out. because that that means a lot to you, or because you you just it, it's it's one of those things you, whenever you see it, you just grab it. Um, so that, uh, King, King Gizzard, um, is a band that sometimes put out, uh, records that you can bootleg for free. So they put out the masters and the artwork and whatever, and they put stuff out there and anyone can press the record. And so there are like 300 to 400, uh, pressings of it. And each time that I see one, I buy it just because I, I absolutely love the record. And uh, I'm never going to have them all. But, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, the, and Nathaniel Mars is saying the truth. It's like not even 5% of all the it, – so it's not the same. I don't have the same pressing. I have different pressings, you know. So I have 10 plus my label put out a cassette. And then <laughs> uh, somebody, a friend of mine put out um, a thing. But I, I, I don't usually go out for the winner. You, actually, you didn't ask me about the, but the, the, the question. But tell me, I, tell me, tell me, Jose. If I missed you, uh, listen, I'm not oh, the best. Anyway. No, um, I most of the music that I like has not been reissued. So sometimes it's all about like getting either a bootleg, sure, or um, getting you know having to buy an original one. And for the longest time, sometimes I, I'm someone that I don't mind getting reissues because sometimes they're so expensive. For example, I, I like a lot of uh, Argentinian music and every fucking pressing doesn't matter if it's the most common one or a very obscure one. You can't buy any of those for less than a hundred dollars mm. or the classic uh, rock and prog. So it's, it's insane for me to think, but the, the reissues are like $50 each. So they're not even cheap. So sometimes it's like, oh man, like I really like that record, but I don't know if I should buy it for $50 or $350 plus Argentinian shipping, which is like $40. True. So it's, it's very, it's a weird case by case, case by case. That's yeah. it. So I, I really enjoy music and sometimes I get shitty, <laughs> I get shitty copies of, of stuff, but, you know, I try to enjoy them, you know. But uh, for the bands that I really love, I do try to have the original ones. Uh, for example, I have, have, have here Swans. I don't know if anybody here is into Swans, but uh, this is a reissue of uh, Children of God. And the reason I got it was because uh, I, I had a, such a crazy time finding an original one. This is on Caroline. Um, then, you know, you, you buy it and then I don't want to take it out ever and, and just play it, you know, cause I, I, um, I spent so much time looking for this on the perfect condition mm-hmm. that I enjoy having a reissue and just playing the hell out of it because it still sounds good. And it, and it comes, uh, autographed by the artist and, you know, so it's, it's nice to have reissues of things you love. 
I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, my camera froze, right? Oh, you're good. We, we still see that beautiful face, Jose. Don't worry. Right. Uh, Dave, what about you? On on same question, top of mind, what, what's, what's a title that you just have? All right. Buku Dolores copies of. Is this lame? No. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I own the, I own the record. Well, tell us what you have, Dave. Joe Jackson's Body and Soul. Okay. I might have five or six copies of this because I keep it's dirt cheap, right? You can get them for five bucks. And I keep finding trying to find cleaner and cleaner very copies of it. So because it's cheap and I, I think I've got a really I don't know which one this is, but I've got some uh, kind of my first ones are a little beat up. Um, I also got a few yes fragiles. I was trying to find a, I got it, but I found a they're cheap too, but I found the plum label one and then I'm done. So um, you know the plum label is a British import okay. and um, that one sounds amazing. So I'm I'm done buying those. But pa- uh, Patrick Patrick's uh, taking you to the carpet, Dave. He says I have an intervention test pressing. And body and soul sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I own that record. I never played it. <laughs> oh, it's a great it's a great album. It probably is. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's again, a no, ju- no judgment, Dave. Uh, you like what you like, and no, if I, people don't I, like I, it. Tough cookie. One of those test your hi-fi systems albums. You know what I mean? No, I know it's a. Isn't that reissued on Analog Productions or something like that? I, I remember seeing that. I don't see the point. It's just. I mean, it sounds sounds the original sounds fantastic. Oh, Jose, are you filling up the peanut gallery with uh, this this yeah. language that only a few of us understand what you're saying? Sí. Come on, man. Andres, caja buena digital, pero no suena nada mal, nada mal. It's not for everybody. About, is that what that means? No, he was talking about. Uh, he was talking about. Uh, is this a digital recording? I think it might be. No, no, no. I, I, I uh, he was asking about another band called Sola Stereo, and there's like a box uh, with all the records. And I was saying that it's because he asked in Spanish. He, uh, you know, it's uh, it's they're, they're being real covert on, in in the gallery on us guys. They're, they're talking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're talking their native well, tongue and then they're humorous dummies with the English over here. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but but that's the thing about uh, that's something you you don't have in the in the English speaking world that you should be thankful for is that the greatest records uh, and my favorite type of music of all, all of all time. It's uh, uh, somebody just called me fat. I don't know why. What? Uh, yeah. Chan, Chan or whatever. Uh, well, anyways, uh, uh, <laughs> chance did not call you fat. I, 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 I <laughs> No, no, it's, it's Cha- this, is Cha- this is Chauncey. Cha- Chauncey got one of those Rosetta Stones, and I think he, right, he right. meant something else. What are you doing, Chauncey? Well, anyway, on. uh, but I'm gonna take you to the steel cage, Chauncey, and I'll drive you. Get out of here. Oh, wait. Uh, what you have here in Latin America is that Sony Music, Warner, EMI, and all those labels, most of it, they burn all the master tapes long time ago, like back into the 2000s. 2001 2002 they burn them they burn them so they digitalized them on like that or whatever and then they kept that but they burn all the analog masters so very few records uh no matter how famous they are you can only get them digitally so that's that's the weird stuff about collecting music from over here is that Either you get like a horrible G plus copy, you know, or um, you know, it's it's just it's just something that 
you guys over there don't have to worry about, you know. I'm with yeah. you. All right, J- Jason, coming at you, coming in hot. What, right. what is the title that you've just got? Too many copies. I think everybody knows which one, right? Let's let's just show it, okay? So coming at you. Okay, so this is way too many copies. Okay, Hang on, did you put notes on there? I mean, look, what are you doing? Is that a photo? Yeah, and I put like you know text so you know how crazy I am. So this is Corroboration H, my man. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I, I can't corroborate. I need to see the pressing. Where where is this? What is this photo? I don't know, man. <laughs> is it is it Red Heplin? Is that what the band is called? Is this the yeah, first this, album? Yeah, this band is like Led Zeppelin one. They were like you know an overrated band. Oh, it's the and UK first. Yeah, I, I knew you'd find a way to put Blue Turquoise into this conversation somehow. Of course, why inevitable. not? Man. Inevitable, like Thanos is inevitable. Yeah. You know? you, so you are you telling me you don't have the reissue that came out like a year or so ago, like two? Do you want me to get that for you? It's actually here. Because it's not on a photo. That's why I'm asking. So you because I just have... got it lately. I wanted to compare it, and then you know, is it is it the one that has like the extra record? No, I'm, I'm no, I did sure not buy that one. That one's not worth it. You know, because no? I, I am I am curious about those outtakes. I am one of those. Uh, few you like people. the extras. You like the bunnies. Let's be honest. I, I, I like... have a, I have a few of those uh, with the box. The uh, reissues, yeah. Hey, Jason, Michael Tedder wants to know if you'll raffle off the turquoise to someone in the stream. Is that is that an option tonight? No, that is not an option. Okay, right. just want to be clear. We want to make sure we don't want to dispel. <laughs> Listen, we don't believe in drama and and lies, so we're just, just we're just we're meeting them head on in this stream today. But I mean, that's a copy. Like I was so like into that record, like. Uh, similar to Jose, he can't listen to Dark Side of the Moon like this. Let's up on one I cannot. Like, what am I doing? It's just like. Um, but I did listen to that reissue. Like, haven't done all the comparisons, but it, like Dave with the Diamond Dogs, the Bowie, like the reissue was like not good. So I was a bit perplexed, you know. All right, Arnaldo, you're 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 next to the plate. Well, Guilty pleasure. What what we got here? No. Roxy. Yeah, um, oh, no. It's, it's Brian Ferry. <laughs> so, for, so, so for the people watching the live stream who have uh, no eyes, they're born without eyes, what is that title or novel? Uh, it's Avalon by Roxy Music. Excellent. Um, and I don't know. None of the – I have a first U.S., um, which is the one that I prefer. Then I have a 2001 U.K., then I have the one that came in the half-speed uh, box set. And then I have the half-speed that came out a few years ago. Is it easier um, to ask which ones you don't have at this point? Is it? I don't have an original UK. Okay, fair. I have a, re- I have a, a 2000 UK, uh, which some people rumored it was cut from analog tape. Um, it was not. I don't know. I uh-huh. never found any, like, you know – reliable source that said that it was um i don't think you could get a bad copy of avalon because it was recorded so well um none of these sound bad the two half speed were both cut by miles shoal um and some people were saying oh they want the recent one sounds better than the one that came out like in the box set a few years ago and he came out and said um they I cut the recent one on newer equipment and 
it'll sound a little bit better, but not by much. So if Miles Scholl was saying that, um, then do we believe him? You know, I, I do have four copies of uh, the first Roxy Music, but I don't have... I don't Actually, have I'm it. sorry, guys. It wasn't Miles Scholl. Who's the other Abbey Road guy? Um, McGee, Sean McGee, I think. Look, this record is dedicated to think, Susan. Yeah. So, but my favorite one, and Framer did a shootout between the UK and the US. Um, and he said the US sounded better uh, based on a couple of things. It was cut by Robert Ludwig. It was mixed also by Bob Clear Mountain. So all of that was done in the US. Um, but he wasn't going by that. He was just saying that the UK one sounds sounds a little different, but he prefers the US version. It's more musical to him. And that's what it really comes down to. I mean, if you like more detail, you may like one copy versus another. Sure, sure. Same, same thing with the pretzel logic. There may be some people that prefer the clarity over the top end, right? So some people will say, and I've read some reviews that say, I prefer this one over the original because it's too, the other one is too bright. It's too brittle, whatever they call it. So it only comes down to what you like, right? Yeah, don't, don't, I, I never, I, that's why I never follow like what people say. I've listened to that uh, Beatles MoFi box. I think it sounds good. I know Jason probably is going to pull it out of his ass right now. Yeah, he's, he's going to pull it out of his, his D-hole, I think, right yeah, now. There it is. Yeah. When you go to prison, they give you this, right? Yeah. And you're like, this Brad is Water and the Beatles MoFi box. This is all you get, right? And you're like, didn't didn't MoFi make a Stones one, too? No, no, no. Is that, is that shit already rusty? What is that? The, 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 you know. Come on. It's weathered. It's a patina. It's yeah, it is. Patina it's patina. But, you know, I, mean, I, I listen to You open that. this little thing, right? Did, did it come that way? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes, it did. You know? I, I listened to, like, three or four of those uh, records. They're not as bad as people say. Yeah, they're better stuff. But uh, I wanted to answer Nick's question. All right. Patrick, Patrick yeah. sell it to me. Thanks. Oh, about the Smiths? Yeah, I had it starred for the for later, but we'll go to it. Um, so Nick asks, Arnaldo, have you found that certain Smiths U.S. pressings sound better than the U.K.? Meet his murder is one that I believe the U.S. to sound better than the U.K. Your response, sir. Well, um, I only have original pressings of the Smiths. The only one that I have, a U.S. pressing, is Meet his murder, and it was the first one that I bought. And at the time, in what was it, 85, I wasn't too happy with it. Um, but now that you brought it to my attention, I think, and I bought the UK version subsequently, like only maybe 10 years ago. Um, so now I will actually go and compare the two. I think the UK may sound better for, for, for starters because the US version had also um, How Soon Is Now on side two. So it may be a little bit more, there may, it, there's probably more information on side two of the U.S. copy and that, and in that case, it may suffer a bit. Um, but Nick, I'll definitely take the time to compare the two and, you know, give you my thought. Um, I remember the U.S. vinyl being a little bit noisier, um, which I was a little surprised, had more like, um, you know, vinyl noise, like surface noise. I, I accidentally bought a unauthorized copy of Mita's Murder on kind of transparent kind of purple vinyl. 
at a record store down in Clearwater or somewhere. And uh, and I looked it up on Discog. It says this is unauthorized. We can't sell it here. And then I picked up a Sire Records U.S. pressing. And be honest with you, that unauthorized copy sounds better. Are you sure it's unauthorized? Because the colored vinyl. It says oh, okay. Because I have the uh, in uh, in Germany. Um, they did a whole run of the colored vinyl back in the 80s, like almost shortly after they came out. Okay. You know, I, I, I never... Does anybody here know how to reverse when Discog says that a record is a bootleg and you can't buy it or sell it when it's not? Because I, I, that's crazy to me. Like, I, I, I was looking for this record. Uh, it's called Spinetta in Horas. And this is an... Sony release, but uh, Universal. This is Universal, and um, they you can buy it on discount because it's it says it's a bootleg, but it's definitely not. Uh, and I don't understand how, how that can happen, and I don't know how to reverse it. Can you reverse that? Well, listen, their customer service is is almost as bad as Rhinos, so I would say good luck. Good luck. Tell them good luck. How about that? <laughs> you know, I I got banned once from Discogs for arguing with a moderator. Beautiful. Uh, I put up I put up a release from my label, and I posted photos, and they were all outtakes from the photos that I had taken for the website, right? Okay. Okay. And uh, they said that they were like taken from the internet. I was like, no, I was the person <laughs> who took the photos. I'm the guy. <laughs> yeah, and the guy was like, please stop uploading it. I don't believe you. And I was like, uh, and I and I put a photo of me and the records and everything and. Up on Discord to get that's like the the photo and the guy that just like banned me straight up banned you. Oh, yeah. and then Dave's pulling out his uh, right, here's my official sire copy, and this is the one I picked up. It has a um, what's that a rough trade looking label? Interesting, and you see the color of it. Is that like a, like an auburn or is it kind of like a brown? Like a brown. I'd like to call Amelia McLean Robertson mobile. Uh oh, Siri just missed. Uh oh, Skynet is still aware. And the dead wax has hardly hardly anything written on it. Just a. Oh well, it would have if it was like an that. original UK. It would have usually the inscription. Yeah, uh, has like no the the specific uh, inscription by Morrissey in there. It's usually yeah. some kind of like wording. A play on words, and um, it says, uh, "What does it say?" I don't know. It's hard to read it. It has only one little line on it. Nothing else. No. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it's kind of orangey. No, it's kind of purpley brown. It sounds good. It was probably done from a CD then. Yeah, probably, probably was. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let, let's put this one home. We're running up on the hour mark, so we're going to close the the pot here shortly, but. We'll keep going with the freestyles we normally do, but you guys are going to shame me, and you guys are going to call me Patrick Bateman. But I, the record that I have the most copies of? Genesis, 1980, Genesis. Close, close, um, very close. Jose. The Stranger, Billy Joel. God, you no, guys are no, really good, no. but the, you're, you're, you're just not there. You, Luis, and the news. Yes, let's go, Jose, yes. It's sports? Is it sports? I was going to say face values by... Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Nazi's favorite record, uh, I think, is that Phil Collins. But no, um, 
Yes. Yeah, so when I was burgeoning in my record collecting pursuits over a decade ago, I had it in my mind that I was going to, cause I was seeing it everywhere. And it was like my favorite album in fourth grade, I was Huey Lewis for Halloween. So I have a personal attachment to the material. And what did uh, you wear? Just a jeans jacket? <laughs> I wore a blazer and I had like, I had a mullet. I literally had a mullet. I had slick back hair. We were, we were very, we were financially challenged. Yeah. And jeans and, and like some, some Nikes, but um, no, no. So early on I thought, Oh yeah, I was seeing it everywhere and I was buying it 50 cents a dollar. And I'm like, I'm going to get every copy and then I'm going to have a monopoly. And then people are going to have to come to me, not realizing that they sold millions, millions yeah. Of that record. And then when I finally figured that piece out, I knew it was the unattainable. But you bet your bottom dollar, boys. I ordered that 40th anniversary that's table green coming to me next month. So I'm not I'm not stopping. I've already got about fifth uh, between eleven and fifteen. I have to count. They're in a lot of them are in boxes right now. But I got that pool table green coming because one of my favorites. That, that's a really cute story though. I can see <laughs> I can see you collecting, going yeah. store to store. Fourth grade, you said? Oh, oh well no no not to blend the two so for halloween i was huey lewis but then when i started collecting records over a decade ago anytime i'd be at the goodwill or whatever and i'd see oh, it so you made this choice as a grown adult as a, <laughs> not so sorry cuter as a child but yes i cannot i'm george washington i cannot tell a lie yes i as a conscious adult i made the decision to try to get all the copies without thinking that oh yeah they sold millions of copies so like anyone else i have copy and shrink i've got the hype sticker with the amount of records sold i've got you know foreign countries etc but you, um, you think that record had a little boom when when uh, that movie came up you think it uh, like, probably a little bit but it, that was kind of like a dark movie so I, i don't know so jeffrey beaumont asked how many mobile fidelities of huey do i have only one only one because well, i actually made one yeah they did wow. they, they, 1980s they actually made it i think the same year or at least a year after sports sports, sports. Yeah. You know, may, maybe maybe for another day this topic, but uh, the soundtrack for uh, American Psycho has never been released ever on CD or vinyl or anything. And uh, John Cale from the Velvet Underground did that soundtrack. Ah, okay. Yeah, he did the piano for it. Never been released. The more you know. The more you know like that, yeah, the NBC. Yeah. yeah. So, well, now that I've embarrassed myself and told – I'm sure that uh, somebody will ask me to post that fourth grade uh, Halloween photo, which I'll have to dig that up in my for record. I don't think that you can shit on that one. You know, yeah. so, listen, I haven't met somebody. And, and well, Jason Rojas, maybe he, he, I think, are you going to take a giant steamer on Huey Lewis sports? I'm just waiting for your uh, upcoming video on that anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'll be, I'll be in the new house by then. And I'll be, I'll just hug that pool table green and we'll do <laughs> It's gonna be a it's gonna be a great night when I please comes. please wear a vest or like a blazer. <laughs> I'll wear the blazer. I can't I can't grow the hair anymore. But and go to your local pub to record it. <laughs> uh, a little sports bar. Yeah, that's funny. All right, boys. Well, let's wrap up this part for the pod, and we'll keep freestyling. But had a great time again. Now it's more embarrassing fodder for people to make fun of me about. This is concert buddy wrapping up surface noise. I want to thank my guests again, Arnaldo. You can catch him at the YouTube channel, Fidelius underscore Frequency. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Chance. Jason Rojas, U-H-Q-R-R-R-R-R-R. You want the best pressing, go to the tape bulb and try to get that tape. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to have the tape, just get the tape. Kramer Jr. is signing off. Nice to join us. Dave, 
new to the program. I, I appreciate you reaching out. I'm glad you could come on and, and join us. Dave's channel is my own devices audio channel. Thanks for thanks for making the panel, and we'll keep going after this. Just so my later. pleasure. Thank you. And then Jose Moreno. Jose, we've shamed you into dropping some of your other names. He's just going by Jose Moreno today. Jose, thank you yeah. for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. And that was another trip around the turntable. Thanks for listening to Vinyl Community Podcasts.